You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, this is Tu B'Shvat, the Chamish Asar B'Shabbat, and it's also, of course, Parshas B'Shalach, Shabbat Shira. Many people have already read their Parshas Habon because of the discussion of the month of this week. Um, you know, Tu B'Shvat, I think, is, uh, is, is such a wonderfully um, uh, colorful day in terms of getting to eat all these fruits and the minhagim that seems to have started with Ashkenaz of, of eating various types of fruits and the Sephardim, I know the Kapachayim and others say, no, we have the minig too. Um, and of course, it's in some ways, it's such a very technical day. It's a day that technically doesn't even make sense because really you would say, well, the peros of Toshin Pei Aleph uh, should be whatever Rosh Hashanah should be the cutoff time of Tishrei. And of course, that's not true based on the botanical reality that payrolls that begin to develop here in this time, in other words, from uh, either Rosh Chodesh according to Beis Shammai or Tu according to Beis Hillel, those payrolls are clearly from Tavshin Pei Aleph and not Tavshin Pei, but some of that material that has been growing uh, in this early, in the fall, in the early winter, that material is really still connected to the the grains and fruits and halachas of Tavshin Pei. And therefore, in terms of Orla, in terms of Maisros, Maiser Shani or Maiser Ani, that's what the cutoff point is. So it's sort of like a tax day. And yet, um, the uh, seemingly, at least from the time of the 16th century, maybe even earlier, this has become a time to embrace and be involved in the ideas of all the payros that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us. And as the Sfarim say, and you, again, I could find, I found many, many quotes to this effect, that it isn't just about stuffing yourself with good sweet fruit. It's about recognizing God and making the brachos on them. And the brachos is really what is essential. It's a day for making brachos, a day for recognizing something new, something special, and being Mavarach Hashem. And that seems to be an attitude that has entrenched itself, I think especially, again, sociologically, since the Hakamas HaMedina, I think that there's been an, even an extra impetus of the Peros of Eretz Yisrael, that we were able to restore Eretz Yisrael to its glory. And there definitely is a significance, and I think most people feel something special, wherever they are, if they could have something that's grown from Eretz Yisrael on this day. So it is a day to contemplate brochus, um, and it's become that way. So there's many, many technical questions in Hilchos Brochus. And uh, you could find svarim um, that are written in English and Loshna Kodesh and guides from NCSY guide to uh, more in-depth and, 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 and very and other svarim that deal with all these details of brochas. And they are interesting questions. And I'm not going to talk about those questions of Kadima and other things. I want to really zero in on a, a, a point about um, that I saw, to be honest with you, um, uh, in, in the, uh, there is a posik now who, in B'nai Brak, who is um, in some ways um, 
really becoming very prominent. And uh, he has Shimush from a lot of the G'dayli Yisrael. I think he's already uh, somewhat uh, advanced in age. I'm not sure exactly how old he is. Rabbi Yehuda Aryeh Dinur, Alevi Dinur, who is uh, in uh, Bnei Brak. He's the Beis HaKnesses that he's technically the Rav of is called Divrei Shir. But um, he himself seems to be getting quite a name for himself. And I I saw when I did a little search of his name that he is giving Shurim, and you can see him on YouTube or at least on some videos and Psalkim that have to do with Corona and other things. And he was asked by someone who had gone through a um, I Yes, bariatric surgery. So questions, and I, it, it is a, a surgery that and we'll talk a little bit about uh, um, I guess it's a landmark sock in the 80s when aspects of bariatric surgery were starting. And, you know, they talk about stapling your stomach. And that's why one of the um, things that we talked about, if you look at the uh, uh, invite that I sent, it was about um, nothing up our sleeve or something. And of course, that's uh, one of the terms is called a sleeve is what they create. Basically, people who are uh, suffering from obesity and uh, can't diet properly because of metabolistic issues or psychological issues or whatever it is, it's just not working for them. And now because of that, various diseases are springing up. They talk about something which sounds radical, but it seems to be very, very common now. And like I said, already in the Chuva around 1980, uh, Rav Libas, who was one of the big poskim in America, Rav Isaac Libas, the Chuva space Ovi, a, a big poskim who was in the Bronx, and I think he moved to Brooklyn afterwards, um, uh, already talked about how important this surgery would be if the doctors are telling you that you must have it. Uh, and what happens is be, through the, the, the cutting and the stapling, and you can look at imagery about how it happens, the person experiences a change in his uh, physical appearance, but that's really not the main purpose of it. I think the main purpose of it is, is that what happens is because of the, uh, the fact that his gut is smaller, the fact that the amount of space of his stomach is less, uh, because of certain, even uh, in, in some ways, certain parts of these, those enzymes and hormones or whatever it is are, are, have been jettisoned out of his system, he now is full in a much shorter amount of time. So bariatric patients, really, the reason why they end up being healthier is because their desire to eat might, is, is limited somewhat. But more than that is that they, com- they fulfill their desire with much less amount of food. Now, Again, I, I don't know enough. I didn't do great research on this at all. But what Rav, Din, what Rav Dinur was asked about was, well, now we might have a person who is completely full with much less than he would have eaten before. And therefore, the halacha was, the question was, and the halacha will see, if a person, because of this bariatric surgery, is has eaten and he can't eat and he, he simply cannot eat anymore because he's totally full and it's less than a kezayas and I assumed such things happen if the question was asked now a kezayas might be 2.2 ounces or 3 ounces 
but with two ounces of food, the person feels completely satiated. Maybe it doesn't stay that way for the rest of his life, but long enough for the person to get into better eating habits and to therefore be able to justify the radical aspect of the procedure. And that's, I, I think, accurate what I'm saying. But the question to me seems fascinating. Hmm, here we have a person who's full with much less. Now, what's the problem with that? Well, the Pasuk says, that one eats and feels satiated, and then he blesses God. And this, of course, is one of the only brachos that, and again, the Gemara, the Gemara adds the bracha of of Birchas uh, Torah as well, but these are the two brachos that are from the Torah. The bracha of Mazon, the bracha of, of, of what we call benching, and that's, of course, Mark. I hope you appreciated the, the benchmark. That was the, uh, the benchmark uh, of, uh, was actually much lower now. It got I, right in the kishkas. You got it right in the kishkas, that one, yeah. Okay, so the, the benchmark is much lower. Because, but what's incredible is, halachically, what's called an achila. Now, I gave a shear last year, and you don't even need to, you know, it's, it's on our platform, about eating less than the amount of moror. You might remember that. That was a question about people who couldn't take the moror down during Pesach, maybe a year or two ago. And that really hinged also on, hmm, I have a mitzvah to eat this, but according to the Torah, achila means kezayas. Now, I know that originally from the fact that when the Torah writes the Isurim of Achila, of not eating Chelev, um, the Isur of eating Pigol and Noser, things from the Karbonos and the Beis Hamikdash, Chazal learn out, partially from Elohim Moshe Misinai, that the word Achila means Kezayis. Ein Achila Pchusamikezayis. Eating the night of Pesach, eating uh, the Matzah. The Moror, we were. Can I say something? Yes, go ahead, Enoch. It seems that the machloikis here has to do is it with bariatric uh, treatment. Number one, does does the uh, operation and the fact that he eats less but he feels full is is that being satiated and he should bench, or is it the measure of a kazayas? You're exactly right, Hanach. That was the question that they asked this posek in Bnei Brak, Rav Yehuda Arye Halevi Dunar. Exactly that question, and I guess I was uh, not getting to the point well enough. But you're right. That's exactly the question, because here is a person who, as I said, halachically has not eaten. It would seem. Because to have the halachic shame achilo, you need a kazayas. That's what it is by matzah, right? And that's what it is by Isurim. That's what you get, right? Now, we know there's something called Chatsi Shir. We'll talk about that perhaps, being Osur. And the idea of maybe Chatsi Shir could be a mitzvah. But not everybody aligns to that. Even though it's true, even a little bit of pig or a little bit of, of, of something on Yom Kippur is Osur from the Torah. But it's not that you were over an Achila. It's not called an Achila in the terms of getting Makos. It's not like you, right? However, in, in, in terms of the mitzvah of Achila, there seems to be a standard amount, which 
the, the Gemara says it's almost a halach, it's a, the Gemara calls it a halach Sinai that achilos bekezayas, and that's what the zayas, in fact, I just had olives a, a, a little while ago, canned, black olives, my granddaughter says olives are supposed to be green, okay, we didn't have the green olives, but the, the sheer zayas, the Torah says, the Gemara says that's the big shevach of zayas that we use the sheer achila based on the zayas. Well, the bariatric patient hasn't eaten his eyes, but he's full. So he has savata, but he doesn't have achila. What's the halach in that case? That was the shayla that that um, was asked to Rav Diner. And um, in Rav Diner's answer, he pointed to, he, he, he basically said, like many great questions, that this is a machlokas. Um, so I, uh, I, I wanted to, um, develop at least an aspect of that machlokas with you. Now, Reb Dinner's psak, I'll tell you right now, was that the person, the bariatric, uh, patient should, um, uh, eat a kazayas. In other words, force himself to eat more. Meaning he couldn't even bench on a rabbinic level, according to that, unless he was able to eat more. Now, it's probably very, very difficult uh, because now you do have a seven-minute window to eat a little bit more. He could take a little and take a little bit more and a little bit more. So in between seven and nine minutes, if he's able to get that kazayas in, then he would be able to bench. But if he's not able to do that, then basically, uh, 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 in terms of Suffolk brachos, according to Rav Dinar, the person would not do birchos hamoson, even though the guy is overfull and he was full a while before that. So it got me interested in, uh, I, uh, about what's the other possibility. So let me share that with you now. Again, I was going to start with the mun. We'll get to the mun a little bit later. I'm going to share that to you with the chsam sofer. Research on this chsam sofer, uh, this specific tshuva, has uh, revealed that this chsam sofer has been attacked, <laughs> vilified. People can't even believe he wrote it. One of the great svarim of the lat- later 19th, early 20th century, the Chalkas Yoav, um, he writes, you know, so in other words, many people would say, Kivlovich, what are you even bringing this in for? I still feel the argument is worth hearing, and I think it makes a lot of sense, even though this is the opinion that is the minority one. So let me uh, show you what I mean. So the Chsamsofers you can see up there on the board was asked the following question. When it comes to eating kachim. And we know that eating kachim is different than maybe eating the uh, carbon Pesach, which specifically, it's a schus to eat kachim. Is it a mitzvah to eat kachim? Is it a mitzvah when and we can bring a carbon in the Beis HaMikdash uh, to be able for every person uh, to eat uh, that meat? Seemingly, it's a mitzvah that you fulfill it might not be like matzah where you must eat it, but if you know, or is the or is it basically just a way that the meat of the of the sacrifice should not become nosar? 
that might be one of the ideas of uh, about is there a mitzvah? Obviously, the Kohanim uh, in the Beis Hamikdash uh, would eat. The, the as the pasuk says, I share kupar by him. They would eat the chattas uh, that was brought from the sin offering, and through that, the the baal would be able to get kapara. So clearly, God wants the the korbanos, the menochos, meat or meal offerings to be eaten. Is there a mitzvah say for them to be eaten like there is when it comes to uh, matzah? So this is, is, is somewhat of a debate in the Rishonim. Uh, but if we assume that there is, do they have to eat a kezayah's worth of that? So again, we're talking about do you need to eat a kezayah's of that amount? So the Chsam Sofer says, clearly, it would seem that you do. The problem is, so the problem is like this. The Gemara Numa, the Ksam Sofer quotes, talks about the fact that um, there was um, a uh, Shimon HaTzadik was the last g- incredibly great Navi Saint Tzadik Kohen Gadol that you saw almost open miracles in the Beis Hamikdash during his uh, tenure as the Kohen Gadol. And the Gemara Yuma says that during his period of being the Kohen Gadol, that the Kohanim, who every week, which would, would of course exchange um, their Mishmar, they would, uh, the, the changing of the guard happened on Shabbos, on Shabbat, they would take the Lechem upon him, and of course, uh, half of it was eaten by uh, the group that had been there. Uh, it was eaten by the group, uh, right? And the Kohanim who had arrived would also have a schus of eating that lechem that had been there for that week. There's a lot of people. So the the, Mish, the Gemara says that in the time of Shimon Atzadik, People, everybody was able to get a even a bean size, a pool size of lechem upon it, and it was nizbarach b'meyav. So even though you only got a um, a, uh, a a small amount, it felt like you were eating a lot. Okay, it felt like you were eating a lot. The Gemara says after the time of Shimon Atzadik, the Tznuim, the people that were more modest in their behavior, what they did was they decided to, uh, you know what, I'll let the other people eat it. I'll let everybody else uh, take part. I don't, you know, let those other guys. And of course, there was elbowing and pushing in order to eat from the Lechem upon him. But most people did not get a Kezayah's worth of Lechem upon him. That's what the Gemara says. So, as the Chsam Sofer says, when they gave the Lechem upon him to the Kohanim of the Mishmar, and everybody only got a pool. Now that was before the time of Shimon Atzadik and after the time of Shimon Atzadik. 
The only difference was because the amount of people necessitated that everybody just got a small little crumb or a little bean size worth of the great showbread that was on the table. But it would seem that they were eating it as part of the mitzvah of eating the mincha. And yet, there was not an achil of a kezayis. Now, in the time of Shimon Atzadik, the achila led to Sevilla. Everybody was satisfied. They were all like the bariatric patients in a way, even better. Um, after the time of Shimon Atzadik, people would just elbow their way for a crumb. So the Chsam Sofer says, the sagi b'achilas kezayis echon mikol al carbon. Chsam Sofer says, that not everyone needs to eat a kezayis. But there needs to be one person who eats a kezayis. For example, he says, when it comes to the Korban Pesach, even though you have a huge family, the achil of Korban Pesach is proper, at least if one kezayis is eaten wholly by one person. Um, Now, the Korban was correct, but the mitzvah saseh was not fulfilled. Which would mean, even in a Korban Pesach, the Chsam Sofer says, there were times that not everybody at the table got the kezayis, but the, it was still fine, because at least one kezayis was eaten. He says that's the way it was in every Korban. He says, If there was no Kohen with big elbows, and you'll see there was one, the Kohen Gadol, who everybody just got a crumb, then you wouldn't be makayim the mitzvah saseh of achilosei But since the Kohen Gadol would take more, the Kohen Gadol had the right to come first, he definitely eats the kezayis. Now, some sofer says, obviously, if everybody could get a kezayis, there's only 20 kohanim there, then not only would the carbon be proper, because a kezayis was eaten, everybody gets the mitzvah. But that wasn't possible. So um, it turned out that if everybody only got a pool, the carbon was kosher. The carbon was correct, because the Kohen Goto got the kezayis. But the other people, the plebeians, the rest of the Kohanim, nobody, was, nobody fulfilled the mitzvah saseh. And if you take a look in the Tosus Yishonim, which was a, a later, actually an earlier Tosus, or a later Tosus that, that, they, that they attached to the Shas uh, after they found it, the Tosus Yishonim on that page says that now we can understand why the, the modest people decided they weren't going to do it anymore. Because even though they're helping the idea of the carbon being eaten, they're not really fulfilling a mitzvah by getting a little pool. They were happy that they were helping the carbon, you know, all the other kalanim were doing something. It wasn't like they were just, you know, ridiculously stuffing oh, shit. Rabbi, the only one that, that, that got the mitzvah was the Kohen Gadol. Right, but there's two things, Henach. There's the general mitzvah of the carbon to be eaten, and that was a passive thing. And then there was, and, and that 
God was happy because at least one Kazayas got eaten by one person. And that person has two things. He makes sure the carbon is proper and he gets the mitzvah. The other ones are sort of like helpers in the idea of the carbon, even though they're not eating a Kazayas. Um, but what was going on before the, in the time of Shimon Atzadik? So here, some sofer says, if you look in the Tosas Yishonim, the Tosas Yishonim says, first of all, even if you don't eat a kazayas of the carbon, there's still a mitzvah that you get by being involved properly in the avoda of the Beis HaMikdosh. And he calls this the mitzvah being makabel matnas kahuna. For example, let's say we know one of the uh, halachos is that you give the kohen from every chulen animal that you shecht. You're supposed to give him the zroa, the lechayayim, and the keva. You're supposed to give him the, the front leg, and you're supposed to give him the cheekbone, the cheek food, and the stomach. That's supposed to go to every kohen, if you know who they are. The zroa, lechayim, the keva. The Kohen has no mitzvah to eat them. But by taking them and eating them, if he wants to or not, he is fulfilling the picture that God wants. And that's true, the Chsam Sofer says, even if he doesn't eat a Kezayis. God definitely wants Kohanim to have it, but it isn't a mitzvah. In other words, it's, it's the mitzvah, not an individual mitzvah. It's a mitzvah that this process is happening. And therefore, since it's not a real mitzvah, the Tznuim weren't fulfilling a mitzvah after the time of Shimon Atzadik. They were just saying, hey, let this other guy be part of it. Yeah, look, yeah, I'm, I'm happy I was part of I was an extra on, on the set, right? Like, imagine if you, if you didn't have any extras uh, at Cecil B. DeMille's uh, The Ten Commandments, it wouldn't look like it's Yis Mitzrayim. None of, I don't know how much guys those guys got paid, but they could say, look, they could get somebody else in a loincloth and put him over there. So why, now, did this, so why did this rabbi in B'nai Brock Paskin, Paskin, like uh, like uh, it was before uh, at the time or before Shimon Atzadik. Okay, so we're going to get to that in a second. Hang on. So, first, I'm so for setting the, the table that that there is a there is something good about eating, but it's not that good that you shouldn't let someone else do it, especially since right. the way they would have done it is by elbowing someone. Else. Oh, give give me some of that bread. Give me some of that. And look. Let it somebody else. I'm not going to fulfill a mitzvah say anymore. So let it go. But here's the here's the point. But if you look in the Tosis Yishonim that the Chassam Sofer is based on, he says that at the time of Shimon Atzadik, they did elbow their ways in, and even though they were only going to get a little beans worth of part of the lechem upon him, they still felt, despite their attitude and despite their modesty, it's important for a mitzvah to fight for it. It isn't just that the mitzvah is happening and the event is occurring and God's will is being done. I can actually have a self-fulfillment that's worth fighting for, but what am I getting? A little bean? But the bean makes me full. And therefore, some sofer says, you see from there, that they were fulfilling a mitzvah of eating, even though they were getting less than a kezayis. Why? Because of what it does. Because since 
the bracha, magically, alpines, God's will, was that when you put that into your body, you felt as if you had just had a five-course uh, meal at Sardi's, or wherever it is, I don't know what the great restaurant is, uh, um, Shallots, if you're from, from Chicago, but you felt, yeah, I feel full with that little bean. That is a kiyam of the mitzvah of Achila. It's a very, again, the Chassam Sofer says, look in the Tosti that's the way the Gemara makes sense. That's the reason why you can see from here that even though technically nobody would say it was a Kazayas, but it had the effect of, of a five-course meal or had the effect of a Kazayas and more. Aren't there Pesukim that say that, that Hashem will make us feel like yes. eating a little? Yes, many, yes. Uh, several right. right, so you're right, Richard. Those are the Pesukim and Parshas Bechukosai, the Messianic Age. The Messianic Age in Parshas Bechukosai is also, it says that we're going to be able to eat and we're going to feel full with just a little bit. So the, according to the Chassam Sofer, that would definitely, you would be able to bench on much less because he actually says that now, even though the Gemara says, it's got to be a Zayas, some sofer says, look, if when I put this into my mouth, I feel full? So you're going to tell me that's not called an Achila? That would be very strange. And he says, the Svaris says that it is called Achila. Based on this Chassam Sofer, and again, the Rav and B'nai Brak knew about this. He's the one who uh, helped me find it. The Chassam Sofer, because he's rejected by so many poskim, um, therefore the Rav and B'nai Brak ruled the way he did, Henoch. But the Chassam Sofer here is on record, at least in this tshuva, that if this type of food, because of the situation, because of the bracha God put into it, has is able to instill within you right. a sense of being full, then even though it's not two ounces, it's not three ounces, but it has a shame, achila, and it's part of what the Torah means. So that now, rabbi went against the Hassan Seifer Shita. Right, but right, the rab. But you know why, Henoch? Because so many Achronim argue with the Chassam Sofer that he, he felt it wasn't just. Sometimes Henoch, you have a suffix, right? And and this would be, in other words, if if the, if it would be fifty fifty, then according to the Chassam Sofer, the person would be a suffix daraisa, the person who, uh, right, the person who had the bariatric fellow, um. The bariatric fellow would be even a, a higher madrega. Listen to what I'm going to say now. A, a kazayas, as we know, is a shear that the rabbis, we're going to talk about that right now in a minute, that the Torah says, that one gets full and then they make the birchas amazon. So we know that we eat, we'd say birchas amazon, even if we're not full even if all we had was two ounces of bread or three ounces of bread, and we're not full, we don't feel full. But the halacha is that you still do birchas on the whole nine yards. However, the halacha is that if, let's say you're doing a zimun, you should choose someone who's full 
to lead the benching. In fact, the, the, the sheet of the Bahag is that somebody who, if you're benching for someone else, or you're being motzium, even with the zimun, and the person who's doing that has only eaten a couple of ounces, and the person who is in, who's in the audience, so to speak, the person, the other person, it has, has, is full, you, you can't be him. It can work the other way around, of course, because one is rabbinic and one is from the Torah. The one who's full is chayiv minat Torah to, to do the brocha. The one who's not full is only chayiv midarabonan. And it's like a darabonan being motzi adaraisa. And that you're not supposed to, and that is yeah. wrong. Right. right? So therefore, according to the Chsam Sofer, it would come out that a person who is a bariatric fellow is really more chayiv in benching than anybody else. <laughs> because he's got v'savata, unless the other people are also full. So the Chsam Sofer brings another proof to this principle. And that is from uh, that Gemara and Brachas I just mentioned. The Gemara and Brachas says that the Malachim said in front of God, you said that you are not going to uh, give anybody any dispensation. Well, yis upon it. But here you are, you're giving, um, you're giving, you're giving dispensations, you're letting them off the hook. God answers the Malachim, the Gemara says, and says, I said, and they came up with the shear of Kezaias to bench. So of course I have to give them a dispensation. I have to let them off. That's the Gemara and Brachos. So the Chsam Sofer says, that Gemara is strange, it would seem. Why does God give us dispensations when we invented uh, new brachos? Oh, a person could say, hey, God said you, you had to be full to make a brocha. And you're making a brocha when you're not full? Maybe that's making a brocha that you don't need to make? That's called a, a, an unnecessary brocha. And the Mogan Avram, quoting the Rambam, says that when you make a brocha you don't need to make, you have violated taking the name of God in vain. So what's the big, we created more brochos. Why does God say that he's so happy that he's going to give us a pass? The other question is, that some sofers says, look, we need God's dispensations. We need God to, to forgive us and to overlook things. But why is it that this area somehow generated such positivity from God? So some Sofer says it's really the opposite. Really, when was it that the Jews decided that they were going to start benching with less? So he says it was in a period where it was almost like a semi-Messianic period, like in the time of Shlomo Melech. And at that period, again, you have to buy into the some Sofer here, they already had this idea that they were full with less. And therefore, they were already mechuyev in benching, so to speak, in less than a kezayis. So, that's the, that was their quandary. In other words, some sofer says they were all like bariatrics, and they were deciding, what should we do? They knew that achila usually means a kezayis. Right? And maybe they thought, well, on one hand, we eat less 
and we we are full. But we still know about this tradition that achila usually means a kezayis. So look what he says here. They knew when it comes to the shear of birchas hamazon, they basically knew karav lavadai that if you have less than a kezayis, that's enough. Because even though Zara says achila, it's only achila that gets to Sevilla. And here it doesn't mean a kazai, and a normal person, it's got to be kazai's plus. But where the achila is just a means to get to the state of being full, so it's clear that some sofer says that if you're in that state, you bench, it's almost 80, 90% clear that you would bench even for less. Still, they were wondering maybe this kiddush isn't true. In other words, maybe these were all some sofer type of brainy people, but they were worrying about the shita that disagreed with the chsam sofer. <laughs> they were worried that there may be, maybe this chiddush isn't right. Maybe since it might be that you need a kazayas no matter what, because maybe we would bench and we are being we're we're not really doing the right thing because we really need an achila because we're afraid. So they ate more than they needed to. And it was tough for them, just like our bariatric guy. Why? Because they were already completely full with much less. But they figured, you know what? It might be that this is another thing. It might be that this is the same din of Achila. And it might be that if we if we bench, when we not mukhuyev to bench, we're over an Avera. Let's push ourselves. Now, again, I have a problem here. I just want to say that if it's Achila Gasa, then you then then it would ruin the whole Achila. <laughs> Rabbi, can I, I, the, can... Right. I just let me just finish off your okay. hand. So that's why some Sofer says that God says Lo Yisa, that's why God is gives us the dispensation. He says, Look how machmer they are on Losisa. Because Losisa is the Avera where God says, I will not. I will be extremely uh, medactic on you. Nobody will escape if they take God's name in vain. Lo yanake. So when we show how careful we are, that we want to make sure that before we utter the name of God, we push ourselves more than we have to, God says, okay, I have to give these people dispensation. Look how, look how, in, how much in fear they were of me, how much respect they gave me. But basically, the some sofers you can see, even though it's true, the people when they were masakin the takona birchas hamazon were really they really a ninety percent chance they were chayiv completely beforehand. They wanted to be machmir, and that's the reason why God uh, has given us. So clearly, according to some sofer, it would seem. Now you 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 could say, "Nehenach, I'm gonna get to your point in a second. Okay, there, there there might be a difference between this and our bariatric fellow here." You enjoy the food, but a, a, a pool, a little bean's worth, a little less, or as Richard pointed out properly, in the Messianic age, you would basically get the the hana of eating it in the same way. It just was accomplished with less. I'm not sure if that's what happens in, in the bariatric patient. I think... Um, Right there, there's a sense of being full, but I'm not sure if you have the complete enjoyment of eating the kazais. In other words, the hanos goron, 
the hanos of taking it down, it's, it's, it's sort of like, you know, it sort of like stops. In other words, here, the point is in the Messianic age or in the Baruch of the Chsam Sofer's age, uh, um, the, the amounts shift. I'm not sure if in a, a bariatric patient, if the point is eating the, the, the three ounces is really the five course meal, the bracha, or whatever it is, the way it was then. I, I think there's something like physically stopping him from, it's like there's almost like something pushing down. Again, I might be 100% wrong. It might be the guy is, a, is 100% satisfied. It's like he's eaten a full meal. I'm just not sure. And that would be a way to differentiate. Henoch, what did you want to say? All I wanted to say, on the other hand, since everybody is satisfied with a different amount of food, you must have a standard like a, uh, a, a, a kazayas. In You're other right. words, everybody is satisfied with a different amount of food. I'm never satisfied. That's why I look <laughs> the way I do. Another person... Another person has a cup of coffee and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a bagel, and that's dinner. So you have to have a standard, uh, a standard measure. Yes, you're, you're correct. And that's why the Torah's system makes a lot of sense. Where, but, but, it, but, but, st- right. But, but, but you've made a stomach in having spoken with a person I know who, who has this you've made a stomach into like a quarter or a fifth the size of a normal human stomach. So is it fair to make them eat a kazais? There's two problems. One, medically, I believe the people are urged not to um, overstretch the stomach or they're going to undo their operation. The other thing is, is it can be very painful to, to eat till, till that little tiny pouch is full. So that's another issue. And I've heard it both ways, actually, where some people immediately become satiated with that tiny amount and other people who are not satiated, they're not feeling uh, satiated, but they, they are in pain trying to put more in. So there's a lot of elements to this that I don't think are factored in that it, it may just be a lack of understanding in terms of what it. Oh yeah. I, I, I own up to that completely a lack of, but I'm happy what you said, Mark, because it would seem that not every bariatric patient, not every procedure is the same. And even if they had the same procedure, it's possible, as you say, they're not feeling one patient might feel one way. And right. I think what you're saying right, that the patient right. might feel the other way. Let me point out again, the rabbi in B'nai Brak was not telling people to push themselves. What he was telling them was, if you can't, then you don't bench. That's the point. He wasn't trying to say, you know, he wasn't trying to encourage illness. He wasn't saying, right? What he was saying is, hey, you know, you're in a situation, although you're, you're more full than this other kid who's benching, this other guy that's benching, you can't because you don't have the sheer achila. I, I think again, you know, the the question is, according to Luxem Sofer, they might feel they're normal. Hey, look now, you know, I, I bench on less. Um, I, I think you know, all of us really, in some way, like if you go on a diet and if you try to keep to it, we all find ourselves uh, getting filled with less, right? You know, a person can can mentally, I don't know how it changes what's going on inside of his guts, but a person can get that feeling. And, and, and that's part of what dieting is, is to sort of like 
chewing a lot, right? That, that's, that's some of the tricks, like to trick the brain into feeling full. That's why they, they talk about macrobiotics and other things like that, where if you chew a lot or if you, you chew on a lot of vegetables, so the chewing, the mastication that you're doing in your body, the enzymes that you're releasing, uh, send messages to the brain that you've eaten enough, right? And, and that, that sense of being full could actually come earlier for, for people in different stages in their lives. So I think, it's, I, I think there's a, a scale, even if we don't talk about the bariatric patient. Okay, so that's... Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.